Today's episode is brought to you by glitchography.shopify.com. That's glitchography, G-L-T-C-H-ography. Are you looking for some cool art for your place? Maybe something for the living room, office, bedroom? Well, look no further. Glitchography offers one-of-a-kind design prints as well as other items, and they take custom requests. Add some creativity to your space with Glitchography Designs. Check them out. Welcome back, lovers and friends. It's your boy, Trigger Troy, and this is Love Journal, where I take a journey into love and relearning it the healthy way, or at least trying to anyways. <laughs> um, today's episode is a personal one for me. They all are, but the topic really forces me to dive into the hopeless romantic part of myself. Recently, I realized as much of a hopeless romantic I've always been, I've never been able to fully express it. And at some point, I think I suppressed that part of myself. I was made to feel from multiple people and multiple situations that I wasn't worth romantic love. With that, I think I began to believe it. I only allowed my hopeless romanticism to live in my head. I found myself going back and forth in my mind about whether or not I deserved love these past few years. At this point in my life, I'm beginning to believe that I do, I think the struggle for me now and on a deeper level may still just be the former issue under a different guise is that it's hard to believe that I could be someone's person. This, I don't know, fear has been with me since the beginning of my love life. At the start, I didn't believe I deserved love, which eventually turned me into a chaser. I found myself chasing love like I was in a fucking Nike commercial or something. And as of late, I realize I do deserve love. But again, I struggle with believing whether or not it's possible. I deserve it, but can it actually happen? Would someone chase me? And not necessarily chase me, but choose me. Choose to not let me go. The thought of me being someone's one <laughs> is mind-blowing. Almost unbelievable. <laughs> So today's quote is anonymous and it states, there's only one person in the world I would love for the rest of my life. That's you and only you. Shit. (laughs) Things like that can be chills, man. It it makes my heart flutter and it it might sound a little gay, which I am, so whatever. (laughs) But I don't know. I, I think I've always admired being loved that way. How can that feel? You know, I've had relationships and been in love or loved, but when you're not being your full self, how real is it? And furthermore, how do you even know someone is the one? So um, with that, I decided to step away from my social media corner for this episode. And I want to go ahead and introduce my guest for today's interview. Um, one of my closest friends, my homie, my brother, Mr. Kendall Matter. What's up, what's up, man? So how are you feeling today? I'm good, man, you know, kicking it. Uh, weekend was chill, spent some time with my family, um, 
Michigan beat Ohio State, so you know that got me hyped. They be talking more, so you know. So you know, I don't know much about the sports ball, but I did hear about uh, the Michigan shit, and um, you know that's hype. But it's also always hype to spend time with the family, because um, niggas is married, <laughs> a whole ass daddy husband. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so I mean, that kind of goes into um, the topic of today's episode, which is just. Um, related to someone being the one. Um, and it's something I've always struggled with, like, because I think whenever I'm dating someone or whenever I like someone, I immediately make them, like, my brain. The hopeless romantic in me just immediately is, oh, that's it, they're the one. Like, I've had so many the ones <laughs> that I'm like, okay, wait, how, like, how do you actually know? You know what I'm saying? So, um, I guess that's my first question for you is, when did you know? So, I knew the moment that she was first. So, if something bad happened or if I needed help or advice, it wouldn't be, I need to call my mom. It would be, I need to call Gina. Mm. If something good happened or if I was super happy or excited about something, I didn't call my dad about it. I I called Gina. Yeah. And the moment that happened, I knew that there was no one else because I've never felt like that about anyone else. My mom or dad was always first, no matter yeah. who else was present. So it was like, like basically, I mean, just kind of the first person that you want to share everything with. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just like that. She's the first person I want to know first. Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, I still share with my fam- with my family and my friends, but I don't pick up the phone and call my mom first. I don't pick up the yeah, phone. And call the first thought is her. The first her. Yeah, that's. Yeah, see, shit like that, you know, and I. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I mean, so then when, I guess, because I also know you, um, in the sense of like being confident in your decisions um was there ever any doubt in that like and you feeling like she was the one or was it just like absolute like once you felt that it was like this yeah that's it there ain't no question so once i felt it there was no question there i've never looked back i've never faltered in how i felt i've never wavered in my feelings um but i mean obviously during the dating or talking stage, you know, there's obvious doubts about anyone because you don't know anything about them. So, you know, at that time, of course, I had, well, what if, well, maybe, I don't know. But the moment that it was solidified, the moment that she became number one without hesitation, it it never wavered. I never went back. That's... It's funny because, like, what fucks with me about stuff related to someone being the one it's not even so much as I don't know if I can feel like that I am afraid of someone ever feeling like that about me because I've always been I spent some of my life feeling like it wasn't something that could happen for me at all so I just ignored it and then another half of my life I kind of started to just become a chaser you know what I'm saying because it was like well shit like obviously if this is going to be something that's happened it's going to be because I you know hunted it down (laughs) like nobody's going to like feel like that about me like it it's something that I'm just now starting to 
look at and actually be like, okay, no, I do deserve someone to feel like that about me as well. It's not just about the one side, but you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's, that's fucking terrifying. Not, I don't know. I don't know if it's terrifying. It's just weird. It's just fucking weird. <laughs> it's weird. My response to that is you can never fully give yourself to someone yeah. if you're worried about them not feeling the same way. So I, mm. I think that's something you can't worry about if you want to truly find the one. Yeah. Like I never, it's not that I never worried about if Gina felt that way about me, but I never let it bother me. I never let it enter my brain, you know? Yeah. Um, it's not something I consciously thought about, you know? I see that. If we got into an argument or had a dispute, I'm like, man, does she really? But like, you know, but that's on heated type of situation in dumb moments, you know? But I've never, like, I've never, I've never worried about having that person feel the same way about me because if I put my all into it, then I'm also going to recognize that they're doing it. And if they're not, we're going to step away. Yeah. Yeah. But I've I've never had to worry about that with Gina because I never felt like I needed to step away, you know, outside of, like, added something. But then, so that that makes me think too, like, because I haven't come across it, at least at this point in my life, like, um, someone making me feel like that, it's like, well, then maybe I just haven't had love yet. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Um, there's just that. Like, it's just a simple version of, like, you just haven't had the one. That's, that's, you know? But um, there's also growing pains with dating and getting older in general and how much work people are willing to do on themselves at, you know, the time you come across them. So, um, I don't know. That, that one, I think, is well, one of those things that time kind of reveals, too. Yeah. And love comes in, like, all different fashions. You may not yeah. have met your soulmate or you may not have yeah. had the one, but you definitely experienced love. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, so, you know, um, sometimes we envision the person that we want or the qualities that we want, and sometimes when the person comes into our life, they can possibly blindside us with things that we didn't even know that we wanted and now we want. So it's like, with Gina, did she blindside you or was she, you know, what's your vision? So she... There were, it was mixed. Yeah. There were things about her that, you know, I was obviously attracted to. And so I wanted to keep seeing her and keep talking to her. And we obviously got to grow to know each other. And that brought out things that I would have never known about her, which I never even knew I wanted to know or that right. I want a partner and, or in a wife. And Yeah, know. shit. She got a wife. She got a wife. Ah. <laughs> That's so <laughs> you know, crazy. It's still, it's still like wild to say, even yeah. though it's been it's been moving so fast. But like, yeah, I didn't. There were things I didn't know I wanted in a wife that she put in the forefront, and I couldn't live without those things any longer. Mm. Um, you know, even to the point where neither one of us wanted kids before we got together, and we wanted to. Now we've grown our family. We have Jackson. We wanted to grow our family. It wasn't like a mistake thing. Right. And you know. That's another conversation we can have again, you know, because these are things we now know that we wanted or right. even want another. And even if we don't have that conversation, it's something we were 
we now are open to or have been open to. And it was something we completely were closed off from when we first started dating, even yeah. talking. It, it, it makes me think about, um, I'm pretty sure survival quote, but my brain just like immediately went to it. But um, the quote that's like, I guess a man doesn't become a husband until he meets his wife. Um, and that's just kind of what, almost like what you were basically saying, you know what I'm saying? Like it was things that you didn't, you know, obviously you've dated before and been with people before, been in love before, all those things, but you didn't want, you know, some of those things until <laughs> your wife came into your life. And it was like, huh, maybe a, a kid does sound all right. Maybe, maybe marriage ain't that bad. <laughs> like, like literally those things. Ah, that's, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that, again, that's also why I, I know I have, you know, some work to do because, again, my biggest thing is, and, and I'm getting better with it, um, I think being with Angel last year or whatever kind of helped a little bit because, you know, I had a fucking relationship, but, um, people genuinely feeling like that about me and knowing everything about me, like, not motherfuckers that, oh, like, because it's not like I don't, you know, have niggas on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got, they in the phone, but it's like, half of them don't know me for real. So it's like, eh. <laughs> you know, um, and so it's like, I think my thing is just like for someone to accept me flaws and all and still be like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's, that is, that's uh, a terror. And I think, too, I'm afraid of letting that person down. Like, if someone does decide to feel like that, it's like, ooh, what if I fuck it up? <laughs> I don't know. That's, yeah. What I like that person is you can't really let them down. You can make mistakes. I mean, yeah. people make mistakes, but, like, can't really let them down, you know? Like, they're going to be there with you, for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> um. So, do you believe there was, like, certain lessons that you needed to learn before she came into your life or like well yeah no i guess i'll, I'll leave that question at that because <laughs> i think sometimes people do need to learn certain things or get to a certain space before that person comes so um do you think there were those things and do you know specifically what they were i have an idea um most definitely and i don't think there are things i want to go into yeah yeah um there are things that I've ruined in my life, completely ruined. And if I had made those same mistakes or went down those same paths or roads, I probably wouldn't even met Gina. Yeah. You know, like who knows where I would have ended up or who I would have been with or how I would have been. My life would have ended up, you know, and I, yeah. who knows if I'm happy. I can say I'm truly happy today. Yeah. And um, because of the lessons I learned, so I took myself out of situations and stopped looking for certain things and people and looked for things I normally wouldn't have. And I yeah. found that yeah. made me better. And then I was able to bring my all into my relationship with Gina. And like I said, it's made me truly happy. I'm completely yeah. happy in the relationship. I don't feel like I'm hiding in my relationship or I'm that's it right there. I like that. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> that's the I, one. I, yeah, I guess that because that's just what it is. I, I yeah. don't feel like I'm in a relationship. Yeah. 
that's yeah shit that, that was one of them speeches ones because yeah i love that um because i think that's that that's always been my issue um and i think that's where that that might that fear might come from but like i tend to and it's just out of fear of some of the things that i've been through um but my biggest fear i think is like not wanting to like have confrontation in a relationship so i'll just kind of like deal <laughs> and <clears throat> let it build up until you know i have like these random blow-ups of like a million things at once but like it's because i'm like shit i don't want to I, I don't want it to go crazy and then before i know it like i've suppressed myself because now i don't want <clears throat> to repeat some of the same things that triggered me last time so i'm gonna like regress and before i like you know i'm just like completely invisible almost and to be able to exist completely as yourself with someone else is like i think my ultimate love dream <laughs> like i can be like all of all of this <laughs> and you still be right there and you'd be all of, all of your you <laughs> so yeah. that's a good that's okay. <laughs> um, so I guess my my last question would be, um, if you had any advice for anyone who believes that they may have found the one, um, but they're afraid to, I guess, admit that or say it. And I guess you kind of almost touched on it because, like, once you feel like that, it was just like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? So, um. You know, any advice for anyone who might be feeling like that? Um, don't let it be your heart that's completely telling you that. Like, be conscious in the decisions that you're making. Hmm. Be conscious in your feelings. Feel your feelings and understand your feelings. Yeah. Don't jump into something you you just outright feel is what's happening if you haven't thought on what you may be feeling because feelings could come out in different ways you could be feeling one way actually but expressing it completely different so just fully understand your feelings and make sure it's the right move for you both mentally physically emotionally like not both, but like physically, yeah. <laughs> emotionally, soulfully, spiritually, like yeah. make sure fully the best for you. And it's yeah. not just the best for your endorphins or it's not the best for your sex life. Or it's yeah. not the for monetary growth. Yeah. Make sure the best for you, fully you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I fuck with that one. I mean, that, that, yeah, um, I feel like it just kind of goes back to being complete, like, you know what I'm saying, being completely yourself or whatever, so, yeah, um, shit, I am, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, <laughs> this, this was a hard, this was a hard topic for me, because again, I have to be vulnerable in doing this, and I had to admit that I've even had times where I told myself, um, that like I was I wrote this song about twelve years ago. Um it's called The Best Best Friend. 
because I've ended up in a lot of situations where I was dating someone or messing around with someone and they ultimately want to be my friend. And clearly that's the normal thing of like, after you stop talking to somebody or dating, that's just the thing people say. But it wasn't just they weren't actually, they really wanted to be like, they wanted to be in my life. They wanted to still hang out and do everything. And it was just like, I, I can't do this. Okay, I'll do it. And it's like, there's so many times I can I can recall of doing that to where I just was like, well, shit. I mean, I guess I'm just like a really good best friend. <laughs> like, so um, I've had those t- those times and those hard talks with myself of like, I need to believe that I am worth being someone's everything. Um, that shit's tough. <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you for um having this one with me. Um, cause yeah, that was some tough shit. <laughs> um, you know, definitely feeling like you're worth it is yeah. something nobody can give you. You oh, have yeah, to. I know. I know. No. You know, but like, you know, as long as you consciously know that's what you're working on, you'll get there, bro. Don't even worry yeah. about it. Oh, yeah, I ain't tripping, you know. Um, that's that's part of where I think my um my drive and all the work I've been doing this year has came from. Of just like being like, okay, I need to feel good about myself. You know what I'm saying? In the sense that I need to achieve things that I know that I want to achieve for myself outside of anybody else. And... So, yeah, so that's definitely been, like, my goal for this year. But um, <clears throat> if you want to go ahead and leave, like, your Instagram right quick or something, um, it's already going to be, like, on the little banner. But, you know, motherfuckers don't read. <laughs> I'm at Mr. Cool Like That on all platforms. Follow my son. He's the oh, yes. dope yes. little thing. At Lil Cool Like That. Tag him, too. Trust yes. I got you. Yeah, my, my little miracle nephew. He's the greatest. So adorable. Um, we gonna hype up his page. He about to be out here, so <laughs> we gonna get that baby on Disney. But um, again, no, I do appreciate doing this for me or with me. And um, yeah, I wish you good luck on continuing your life as a father on this next chapter as a husband. And you know, I believe you got like an interview or something next week or something. Yeah, yeah. I do. So gotta, you got that work. shit too. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right bro well i appreciate you for having me of um, course thank you i love you I love always you. much love all right peace peace all right. so uh, i think it comes down to a few things one be sure it's love be sure that what you're feeling isn't diluted and truly reciprocated and with that we have to be real with ourselves As hard as it can be sometimes, we have to know when we deserve better or when something isn't right. And for that matter, be real if you feel it is. Stand up and let the person know. Life is so short, and while we may not all die in love, morbid but true, (laughs) we definitely are all deserving and worthy of it. Believe that you're worth being someone's everything. Maybe if we start to believe it, love will show up. Now, today's film is Jump in the Broom, starring Laz Alonzo and Paula Patton. See? Not another Twilight movie. <laughs> but um, the hope is so mad me loves this film, man. Um, one, because it's a black rom-com. But I also love how the film showed the many ways things and people can try and come between two people. 
In the end, if the love is real, they will both choose each other. And again, like this episode covered, that's scary for me. <laughs> but if I'm being honest with myself, I think it's scary because I feel like I know this feeling in my life currently. But how could I if I don't really know romantic love at face value? I don't know. Fucking contradiction, right? But hey, that's why I'm doing Love Journal to figure out my shit and see. <laughs> so definitely give that one a watch. Now, before I let you guys go tonight, today, tonight, whatever, <laughs> check out my poetry book, The Boy Who Lucid Dreams on Amazon and Kindle. Um, it's a poetry book that tells the story of a boy who learned he had an ability to lucid dream and started to live his life in his dreams. It's a poetic, threaded tale about love, desire, and dreams. The sequel, The Boy Who Stood in the Rain, is coming out in a few days, so you definitely want to check that out and stay up on the story. Might have to turn it into a movie one day. <laughs> but um, follow us on Instagram at love underscore journal podcast and my personal page, Trigger Troy D, as well as Trigger Troy D 514 on TikTok. And until next time, love, love. Peace. I do it all over my body.